Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire, and back in studio with us, Mr. Joe Oltman. Joe, how's it going? I'm back. Looks like you had a fun trip. Looks like you had a fun trip. A little bit of little bit of business, a little bit of pleasure. I got I mean, to as meet. pleasurable as California can be these days. You, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of patriots in California. I, I would venture to say oh, yeah, that, that per capita, there's more patriots in California than any other state in the nation. I yeah, would, there's I would just so many liberal, liberals. <laughs> well, it's not just the fact That's that the there's problem. liberals. That, that, you know, when, I, when I talk about patriots, I want to talk about the radical left and then everyone else. Right? And they're stealing elections using election machines. So you, you actually don't know how many patriots you have in California. Yeah. Because they've been lying for so long and stealing things for so long. And so it's, it's, it's interesting that we're, we're in that place where we're trying to figure out, you, you know, how do we take our country back? And I think California is going to be the blueprint for that. But they're starting to realize that the Newsom recall was a real thing, that they mm-hmm. stole that election. As you walk through the data, it's hard to ignore. So I had a lot of opportunity to meet some really great people in California. And on top of that, I got to meet with um, a pastor, and he is, this guy is on fire, and he has a ridiculous amount of courage, and he is Charlie Kirk's pastor. His name is Rob McCoy, and Rob McCoy is with Godspeak Church um, just outside of Burbank, and he is, he is an, he's an amazing man. So I got to spend a little bit of the time with him, we spoke at the thing called Brave on Saturday. Um, so some of the people that um, are listening to us right now, you know, were listening to what I said there. It was kind of a marathon day, but and then the day before, I got to meet with some patriots in uh, um, just outside of uh, Ventura County. And so there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people there that do not subscribe to this this uh, radical leftist ideology. So there's a lot of hope that we can push around. I think it was a kind of an eye-opener for me just how many people there were that, that frankly, are just are tired of this uh, cancer that's permeated our society. The, the anti-communists, there's plenty of them in California. All is, lo- is not yeah. lost in California. All is not lost, but the leftists are certainly making hay while they have power. So Gavin Newsom's vaccine mandate for children goes into effect uh, January 1st. It does. It was set to go into effect the first, the start of the first term after the first vaccine was approved. So it was either January 1st or July 1st. I know. They changed the definition of vaccine to make it a vaccine. Yeah. That came out just the other day that they actually did that on purpose. So starting January 1st, all children grades uh, over the age of 12 will be, re- be required to get vaccinated. And then the next round will be kids between 5 and 11. 
5 and 11. The push to vaccinate kids in this country is starting. Today's the first day, I believe, that five-year-olds can get vaccinated, which is insane. And th there, are more, there are more parents that are coming out saying, why are you doing this to our kids? There are more parents. There's more scientists. There's more yeah. uh, epidemiologists. There's, there's more virologists. There's the UCLA doctor who is promptly canceled, right? And I don't know if you heard about that, but he refused to get the vaccine. He walked out of UCLA. I got a chance to meet him uh, over the weekend in California, but he said, I'm not, I'm not putting this poison in my body. So the, the radical leftists and the mainstream media, which stands for the communist Marxist uh, hateful group of people that really just want to destroy American values, those people are losing even the people that they thought would be on their side. The other radical yeah. leftists. And the other radical leftists are walking away. And I'm not saying that this doctor was that at all. He just is starting to think for himself. And people are starting to wake up to the, the idea, that, the notion that they are definitely 100%, you are a slave. You are a slave. And one thing I did get out of California, by the way, Max, is the $5 mm -hmm. gas. <laughs> yep. Five, some $5 places even, it's even more expensive. There's some areas that are more remote where it's hit over seven. It was two fifty a year ago. In California, yeah. two fifty. Now it's five dollars. I could really use a dollar gas and some mean tweets right about now. Really, really could. So the push to vaccinate the kids in full swing now. The government has launched the propaganda campaign. In New York, they're going to be giving kids upwards of a hundred bucks to get vaccinated. And the Democrats say that's going to buy a lot of candy. So they're literally trying to bribe kids with candy. And now wow. the government, through PBS, is launching propaganda on Sesame Street. Sesame Street, they're bringing out Elmo, they're bringing out Big Bird to push the vaccine on kids between five so, Tell me what and kind 11. of person you would have to be to use propaganda to get people to put poison in their body. And look, if you choose to get poison in your body, if you choose that path, God bless you. It's on you. You, you want to go through that? No problem. You don't think it hurts you? No problem. I don't think we're going to understand the implications of what is in this vaccine until 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the propaganda that they put out on Twitter yesterday. If we go to image number one, Mr. Producer. I didn't even know Big Bird had a Twitter account. I don't know who he's trying to reach on Twitter, but Big Bird have, has a Twitter account. And Big Bird tweeted yesterday, I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. Miss Erica R. Hill even said, I've been getting vaccines since I was a little bird. I had no idea. I had no idea. This is unbelievable. Where's the fake news media? Where are they in debunking the fact that this is not even a real, real thing? There are people. Max, this is the silliest part about the entire thing. We're, there are people out there that are like, oh, my gosh, Big Bird. Big Bird got the vaccine. It's a costume. Big Bird's yeah. not a real thing. But there are people yeah. walking around going, oh, Big Bird. Oh, my gosh. Big Bird got the vaccine. I can get the vaccine, too. You gotta take down my screen. I do. We do have some behind-the-scenes footage of Big Bird. Minutes after getting that vaccine, he still went around and performed. So if we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, this is never-before-seen footage of Big Bird immediately after he got his vaccine. Oh my oh, god! It looks like it's going well for him. It looks like it's going well. Oh, this vaccine's great. It's gonna be great. Uh, oh no, nope. he's done. <laughs> and that's not oh my really. Gosh. That's old footage no. of Big Bird falling off no, stage. No, that's that is real. That was when he got his his vaccine when he was younger, so it must be getting much better. He yeah. must be. Yeah. He must have returned his footage. 
for his footage. And, and while we're and while we're using old footage to make jokes, we, we now know who Joe Biden's vaccine enforcer is going to be. We learned from OSHA that they're going to be hiring a bunch of secret police to go door to door, business to business, to find businesses that do not vaccinate their employees. We now know who that's going to be. If we put up my screen again, Mr. Producer, it's going to be, of course, Big Bird. <laughs> I don't know where, Joe, you missed it. You missed the video. Turn around. Look. Yeah, guys, listen, the, uh, the URL shortener short URL that we put up for the thing does not take you anywhere but to short URL. So we should have tested those URLs before we put them up, just so you know. Um, yeah, we've been having problem. We've been using Bitly. The problem, um, I tested all the Bitly ones. It seems that the one that doesn't work is CloutHub. And that's because they've labeled Clout Hub as an evil social media site. So we're going to be revamping yeah. all of those. But yeah, we need to make sure we test before anything goes out. I made I test everything on the on the the wall of text to make sure they all work, and they all did work. Um, but that that's Big Bird, Joe. Big Bird is now pushing people to get vaccinated, and President Biden had something to say about it. Well, no, actually, whoever was operating Joe Biden's Twitter account had something to say about it. If we put up. Image number two, Mr. Producer, the president of the United States Twitter account, because it really isn't Joe Biden doing it, and say, good on you, big bird. Getting vaccinated is the best way to keep your whole neighborhood safe. This I don't is know absurd. if that's true. I don't even uh, know how, how we got to the place where we're talking to a big yellow stuffed animal. I don't. I well, don't. Who is? We can take that down. Take, take that down. Ted Cruz had a response. I like Ted Cruz's response better if we jump to image number three. He says, quote, government propaganda for your five-year-old. And this has kind of set off a Twitter storm. And we take that down. I don't know who these Twitter accounts are for. The five-year-olds aren't on Twitter. Is this geared towards the parents? Is this geared towards the kids? It has to be geared towards the parents because the kids aren't on Twitter. Five-year-olds aren't on Twitter. That, look, are they, they? They, think that, they think that parents are stupid. They think, you're a, they think you're a moron. You're a useful idiot. They're using a big bird. They're using literally an, a make-believe animal, <laughs> a make-believe bird, to try and convince you to get a vaccine. And I don't know if people are going to fall for it, but if they do, you are the useful idiot. Sorry. Yeah, no, you are. And it's not just big bird either. It's not just Big Bird. Other Muppets, puppets, whatever you want to call them. Oh, well, before we get to that, wow. Big Bird actually has a long history of pushing vaccines. It's been used as government propaganda for a long time. I don't know exactly when this stems from, but it's an older picture. If we put up image four, yeah, it's crazy. Big Bird is like the propaganda arm of, of big pharmaceutical companies. You can see this, this age picture from a long time ago, probably 80s, 90s. I don't even know how old Sesame Street is. It says Big Bird Sesame Street Child Immunization Campaign. So this has been happening for a while. And it wasn't just Big Bird. Apparently, all of the other Sesame Street little puppets, Joe, have Twitter. I didn't even know that. Apparently, all the other ones, take that down, put up Image 5. Image 5, Elmo has, has a Twitter account. He says, Elmo, referring to himself in the third person, of course, Elmo was so happy to talk to Dr. Sanjay Gupta at the town hall today. Elmo learned that Elmo's friends can get the COVID-19 vaccine now, and soon Elmo can too. And that's because, according to the canon, Elmo isn't five years old yet. So Elmo, canon, canonically, 
mechanically, however, I, I can't even say that word. According to Sesame Street canon, Elmo is, is perpetually four years old. But I guess they're going to let Elmo grow up so he can get vaccinated. They're going to finally let Elmo go from four and a half to five so he can get the vaccine. After all these years of being stuck at four years old, they're going to let him age up. You, you know, if you look at, if you trace back the, the vaccine mapping from 1985 when um, vaccine, uh, uh, when, when qualified immunity was put in place for pharmaceutical companies, if you trace it back to 1985 and you look at the uh, pandemic of disease, not, not just for, you know, Americans, but around the world, Mm -hmm. it, it, it is a sharp curve of the things that we're dealing with. Autism. I mean, you could go to autism. You can get into even Asperger's, some of the uh, uh, stomach issues, cancer issues. You, you can look at the curve, and they're saying that there's no correlation. But you, you look at the things that are happening, even in young people that are over the age of 11 now, the myocarditis that, is, that exists in some of the cases, they're acting as yeah. if that's not a big deal, yet 50% of those of those kids will not live past five years. I mean, yeah. so you, you're, you're subjecting your, your kids to a death sentence. Or Myocarditis I, I is literally inflamed heart tissue. It's dead heart well, tissue. Well, it's, it's a hardening of the heart. Yeah. You, you, the, the tissue that gets inflamed ends yeah. up dying, and it yeah. doesn't grow back. Once you lose that, you're done, which is why in serious cases, yes, it's, it's coin flip odds whether you survive after five years. It's very, very serious. Very, yeah. very serious. So do you want to play that clip? Because I, I, I couldn't believe that this actually happened. CNN had a town hall with the puppets. They had a town hall with the puppets spreading the propaganda. Sanjay Gupta spreading the propaganda. propaganda. I have two clips. Let's play the first one. This is Elmo on CNN. Actually, Elmo being on CNN might be the closest that they've ever come to being a truthful agency. <laughs> bringing the puppets on. Let's go ahead and play this cut. This is cut number six. Can Elmo get the vaccine? I think I can help with that, Elmo. Um, so right now the vaccine is only for children five and older. So three and a half year old monsters, uh, kids like you, probably gonna have to wait a little bit longer until the new year. But scientists are working hard right now to make sure that you can get the vaccine as soon as possible. Does that mean that Elmo can't play with Rosita or Big Bird? Oh, no, of course not, Elmo. You can still She's play with your friends, but everyone needs to keep doing their part to stay healthy. So keep wearing your mask around lots of people and also make sure you keep washing your hands regularly. Oh, okay. Elmo will wear his mask and wash his hands before he eats, after he plays outside, oh, and after he goes to the party. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily, 
not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So hand wash is good. I, I like I hand washing. Yeah, I like hand washing. As someone's trying too. to teach my kids how to teach, uh, wash their hands, I like yeah. that. The wear your mask anytime you're around your friends. Now they're taking what they did to all of us, which taking the vaccinated, the unvaccinated, the masked, the unmasked, and they're trying to create this false dichotomy, this us them, within children's friend groups, right? So she's literally talking about when you're around the vaccinated Big Bird. Because that's what he's asking. Am I allowed to play with Big Bird? Big Bird got the vaccine. Elmo's too young for the vaccine. So they're saying that <laughs> Elmo needs to mask up around the vaccinated bird costume. <laughs> right? The bird puppet. So, what, what? I mean, we've talked about this a lot, Joe. What's the point of vaccinating children if you still have to wear masks when you're around the vaccinated children? Like, there like, is, there's no reason to be wearing, to, to be taking the vaccine. And look, we don't know what's in the vaccine. And I think that one of the issues that I have is that Fauci and the rest of these scientists, they're not really scientists. Well, they are. They're mad scientists. These are people that are ushering in an ideology, somewhat like the ideology you have on the radical left. I mean, we need to stop pretending that we're not in a war. We're already in a war. Yeah. And last night I woke up at, I, I couldn't sleep. I mean, I was up most of the night. And I'd lay down on the pillow and I, I kept shaking my head thinking about the disparity between the radical left and normal good people, like God-fearing people. And it's so, it, the, the chasm is so large. The chasm is so large. I mean, the, these people are experimenting on beagles and torturing animals. Yeah. And, they, and what you often hear is the torturing of animals leads to the torturing of people. And that serial killers started on animals. Well, now that, that, that they, we they started this group by of people, burning anthills with magnifying glasses, like that's so, how the serial killers start. So, so it it is, it's unbelievable that you have a Biden who is sending the DOJ. I'm just going to kind of go through just a quick overview of all the things that that we're dealing with right now. We have an open border where women and children are being trafficked. Then you have women and children and others that are being victimized by, by vicious uh, illegals coming across mm -hmm. the border and raping uh, women and children. You have um, uh, the, the weaponization of the DOJ and you have the weaponization of the FBI to go after any dissident or people that disagree with him in media where they attacked James O'Keefe of um, Project Veritas and raided his home over a diary that he was given information on. It, it wasn't even his diary. He wasn't the one that got yeah. the information. It never even came from Project Veritas. Project Veritas was just given tips on it, was doing their research on this diary that shows that Biden is, in fact, a pedophile. Yeah, the, the diary, it, according to what we're hearing from people who have seen or seen snippets of it, the diary is almost as bad as Hunter Biden's laptop. So but if you then, think of but, all of the sick stuff that was on Hunter Biden's laptop, it's memorialized in the diary. But then you have to look at not just Hunter Biden, not just the, you know, uh, the, the diary, but then you look at Hunter Biden's laptop and the fact that it was, it's been pushed under the rug. Any other person in this country in a non-lawless society would be, would be serving some serious jail time and, and would be sitting behind bars right now waiting for their trial.
That would be happening right now. Yeah. And, and then you, as you start to walk down this pathway of things happening in this country, they're talking about raising taxes over here when the average American home right now is in turmoil. You know, I had a conversation with a, with a, a group that I had done work for that um, works on the most impoverished communities in, um, in our inner cities. And I said, how are things going? And he said, awful, awful. Every day we have parents that show up that can't feed their kids the basics. We're having to yeah. triage the food that we bring in the food bank with, he said it, ramen noodles and processed foods because we can't get enough fresh produce and fresh food to feed these families. He said, well, you know, part of the reason Part of the reason is that when you look at places like Baltimore, Baltimore used to have a lot of corner stores that had not, not like fresh, like bodegas like you'd see in New York, yeah. but they had a frozen food section. They would have some produce. And a lot of those, a lot of those bodegas They're got gone. burned to the ground. Yeah. Burned to the ground during all the riots or they got robbed to the point where they just gave up. A lot of the reason that these bodegas have left these communities is because the crime has made it impossible to turn a profit or even open up, or it's too dangerous. Right. Well, I mean, we're, the, 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 I guess the, the point that I'm making is that if you look at the Steele dossier, you look at the theft of the election, you look at the DA, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about it, but the, you know, the DA in Los Angeles, that because the murderer was 17 years old at the time that he murdered a 41-year-old in front of a, a convenience store, only five years later is letting this, this known gangbanger out of prison. This is happening yeah. right now. This is where well, lawlessness becomes the law. Yeah. I didn't read it. Was that person tried as an adult or were they tried as a child? They were tried, tried as a juvenile. So that's starting the juvenile system. That's why. It, yeah. It, look, it doesn't matter. You murdered someone in cold blood and it's not the only person. And he hasn't been a model citizen in jail. Yeah. He's been an absolute derelict in jail. So he's a derelict in jail. He's a derelict when he was out on the street. And they said, oh, I don't care if he's a derelict. I'm going to put this guy back into the population. I mean, it's, uh, it's unconscionable that we're taking victims and making them the perpetrators and making perpetrators the victims. I, ca I cannot see a more sick group of people than the radical left is. They're sick. They're evil. These people are literally satanic pieces of trash. They are. And, and you can say whatever you want, that they're redeemable. Okay, when they get to the point where they're redeemable, when they, when they basically we get to a place where we've, we've held them accountable and you pray for them and all of a sudden they find their way, great. But that's not what we're dealing with. We're dealing with an unleashing on our society of this evil. And, and, yeah. and frankly, we're, when the lawlessness becomes the law, we have an obligation to step up and restore the Constitution and restore order. And I think that's where we're at, Max. We're right there. I'm really but we're taught that it. everyone we're taught that everyone is redeemable, at least in the eyes of God. Everyone yeah. is redeemable. Sin is 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 uh, irredeemable. Right. But but we're not God, right? <laughs> so at, at some point we get to the level of just nastiness, whatever you want to call it, where yeah, I mean they, they can take it up with God, but we don't have to forgive these people. I mean, we're supposed to forgive people, we're supposed to turn the other cheek. But how do you turn the other cheek when people are quite when people in positions of power are quite literally experimenting on children? Yeah, they're quite literally experimenting on children. Ben Carson just a couple days ago came out and he told people not to vaccinate their kids. Now this is a pediatric neurosurgeon. This is the guy that separated conjoined twins. He has done life saving surgeries on kids for years, and this is someone who was in the Trump administration who helped develop the vaccine through Operation Warp Speed. 
And now that he is out, he says, listen, this is experimentation. We can't just do this. They just came out with numbers for the Johnson Johnson vaccine. I mean, we, we all knew that it was the big lots version of the vaccine, right? It was, it was the dollar store version of the vaccine. Apparently, after six months, it goes down to between 13 and 3% effective. So when you get the Johnson Johnson vaccine after, after six months, they're now admitting that it is only giving you between 13% and 3% um, but, effectiveness. But at, but at what cost? I think that's what we have to look at is we have to look at the what cost part. At what cost? Yeah. At what cost? You have a, what, a six or eight times uh, uh, chance, uh, higher chance of developing some sort of adverse reaction or injury from the mm -hmm. vaccine or death than you do from getting the vaccine and dying. Yeah, you're three and, oh, you're three three and a half times more likely to have a, a blood clot, too, than the general population. And, and what about the kids that were, they're not going to have anything? That there's... They're, they're, what, what, about the, what, what about the kids that can never play sports again, that are in a wheelchair for the rest of their life? I mean, parents are dealing with some ma I'm, I'm glad my kids are grown, but I, but I talk to my kids all the time. I mean, I, you know, my, I, I don't want to talk about you know, the, the choice that, that each one of my family has made, but I ask each one of my family, you know, extended family and otherwise, you know, that, are you afraid that that choice may lead to impotence? Are you, laid, are, you, are you worried it might lead you to not be able to have kids? Are yeah. you worried that 10 years from now you could develop a third eye in the middle of your forehead? And they go, well, I, yeah, I'm worried about it, but ah, it's, it's, you know, it's like smoking cigarettes. Maybe you get lung cancer. The, the way that they see things is just sometimes a little off. Risk-reward is just not there. Matter of fact, I don't see the benefit of a child having a vaccine when number one, it's not a vaccine. It's not, it's not a vaccine. If you have to change the definition of vaccine in order to make it fall underneath that, it's not yeah. a vaccine. Yeah. So in the, in the D live comment section, Tenja is saying, stop lying that we are lying. It's BS that over 3 billion people fully vaccinated on earth saying that we are lying, that we are the reason more people will die of COVID. Now, Joe, me and you disagree on the vaccine in certain situations. I believe that when you are in certain age groups, when you are on that show, my 600-pound life, it's probably better for you to get the vaccine because getting COVID, getting the common cold would be a death sentence to some of these people. Hey, Penja, here, here's the deal. If you, if you want to say F you to me, come over here and say it to my face. Say it. Come say it to my face. I'm in Colorado, 6200 South Syracuse. Come say hi. Come say hi because I will kick your freaking teeth in. I've talked to parents whose kids are in a wheelchair. I've talked to parents that lost their child. I have friends that lost their parents because of this vaccine. So piss off, you little coward. Yeah, yeah. and if we go to my screen, we talked about this case, not a child, but a mother nonetheless, Jessica Berg Wilson. You're trash, Penja. You're, you're trash. You're nothing but a little coward. You hide behind so some Jessica, fake name. Jessica Berg Wilson wanted yeah. to be able to keep being a, a room parent at her kid's school. So she was forced to get the vaccine, the Johnson Johnson vaccine, a vaccine we now know after six months, you might, have, might as well not even have even taken it. Actually, Joe, the numbers suggest for, for Johnson Johnson that after six or seven months, you're actually more likely to get a serious reaction to COVID. Um, but she was forced to get this vaccine. Otherwise, she couldn't continue to donate her time and volunteer at her kid's school for parties and field trips and things like that. She did die of a very rare, albeit rare, side effect of, of the J&J &J vaccine. So she was not at risk really of dying from COVID. She didn't have any comorbidities. Yeah. They forced her to get this 
in order to continue to, to participate in her child's education. And she died as a result. There's lots of people who are being forced to take this and who are dying or being horribly injured as a result. I'm vaccine injured from the tetanus shot. I don't get tetanus shots anymore because whenever I get it now, I get a terrible rash all over my body. I'm in VAERS. You can find me in there if you, if you search <laughs> long enough. Um, the, the, it's one thing, as Joe said, if you get the vaccine and you make the decision, you weigh the pros, the cons, and you're able to live with the cons if they come. It's an entirely different thing for the government to force you to accept the negatives and that you have no choice, that you have to roll the dice and risk your life in order to continue working, in order to continue going to school, right, in order to continue volunteering at your kid's school. That's what government's doing now, Penja. Government is forcing people coercing people, forcing people to get inject something to their body that the government knows, albeit in rare instances, will kill some of them. This government mandate quite literally defines the entire American populace as expendable. That any individual is expendable in order to further the collective, to advance the collective, right? To advance the community itself. They see all of us as cannon, cannon fodder. That's, that Jessica Berg-Wilson, when she dies from the vaccine, that's acceptable because it's worth it. It's worth it to protect others. That's what they say. So that's evil. That's inherently evil. And so it's one thing for people to decide on their own in consultation with their doctor, in consultation with their pastors and their family, whether they want to get a certain medical treatment or not. It's their decision. When the government makes that decision for them without ever talking to them, without ever looking at their medical charts, right, where, the, where government entities are just flat out denying religious or medical exemptions, in the military and in, in, in public institutions of higher learning without cons consulting their doctor, without looking at their medical charts, they are quite literally okay with people dying. They're okay with people dying. There are people who have submitted medical exemption requests saying, hey, I have X and X condi XYZ condition, and if I get this vaccine, it will kill me. And the, and the public schools have said, no, we're not going to grant your medical exemption. Get the vaccine or you're fired. Get the vaccine or you can no longer work in this industry. So that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about, Penja. You can go ahead and take down my screen, Mr. Producer. But serious stuff. When you're talking about experimenting on kids, when you're talking about experimenting on kids, that should never be acceptable. And it is no surprise that the same people who are experimenting on puppies, and I use the term experimenting very lightly, Joe, because we all know what happens when sand flies are able to just eat people. They, they will literally eat flesh. It is not an experiment to put a dog in a, in a net full of sand flies and then watch the sand flies eat the dog's skin off. Like, that's not experimentation. Okay, so let, right? let me... We all let know me, what's going to happen. Let, let, me, let me talk about the white elephant in the room no one's talking about. Okay? The only people that are adversely affected by people that do not take the vaccine or people that do not take the vaccine. They are the only ones that they are putting at risk. There is, you have, a, you have a better chance of winning the lottery every day of the week than you do of becoming an adverse reactive individual to the general public who are vaccinated if it was a vaccine. But it's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. Matter of fact, it doesn't stop you from getting the virus, which means it's not a vaccine. So that's the white elephant. The white elephant is, is that they're literally forcing this poison into your body because they say it's best for you, as if you need a daddy. Yeah. We don't need a daddy. I don't need a daddy. Don't need a daddy. It's, it's, it's worse than that because when they say they know it's best, when you step forward and say, no, this would actually hurt me, 
This would, this would kill me. This would hurt my soul. If you are a religious Christian and you are opposed to anything involved in abortion, it is unconscionable to get some of these vaccines, depending on what, you're, what you believe, right? So what the government is saying is that not only is it best for you, but you don't have the right to, to prioritize your salvation. That you have no right to, to worry about your salvation. You have to sin. That's what the government's telling you to do. If that is your <laughs> deeply held religious belief, the government says you must sin. That's how crazy this is. Yeah. And when you yeah. say, no, I, I don't want to do that, here's the First Amendment. If you, if you write your exemption in the Marines, the Marines are giving everyone blanket denials. The Navy's I, giving everyone blanket denials. Army, blanket denials. Nope, you have to go sin. All right. So, so by the way, uh, somebody just said, why does the elephant have to be white? <laughs> I knew it. Somebody was going to go there. Somebody was going to go to the white elephant. Okay. You're just the purple elephant. Or so the purple elephant. elephant. The purple elephant in the room. Oh, it has to be white. Racist. Racist. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, it, it, to me, I, I try to, and I think that's what I woke up last night in the middle of the night, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do a video. I got to get this stuff out of my head. But it's one of the things that I, I go to is, am I crazy? Am I crazy? And then you see stuff like the uh, 6666 and the uh, HR 6666, and then you see the, the constant push towards this satanic evil environment. Then you look at yeah. who Biden is, who, what the, the Steele dossier is, what Hillary Clinton has done, the stealing of, of money that was meant for poor people in, in Haiti. And you, you can't come to a conclusion that these are good people. You can't look at what Fauci's doing to Beetle, Beagles and come to the conclusion that he's doing it for the good of science. No, he's not. He's doing it because he's a yeah. psychopath. He's a sociopath. I look at Eric Coomer and I think to myself, well, this guy, maybe, maybe he was just hyperbolic expression on that call. But then we look at the election, and the election was stolen. <laughs> and, and by the way, it was stolen, and the facts are there. And I constantly look yeah. at the, the, the facts of things and the doubling down, and we look at the compromise in our judiciary and the fact that these judges are trash across the country, and, that they, and the ones that are left that aren't trash don't have any courage or constitution, don't have any fortitude inside of them to do the right thing because they're afraid that it might, they might be rebuked by the evil of our society. So they, and oh, but maybe I'll be removed. Oh, they'll, they'll stop me from being a, a judge. But then, but then you look at guilty people, evil people, when they walk into that courtroom and the judge says, how do you, uh, how do you plead to the charge of murder? They don't go, Oh, I'm guilty. Even with all the evidence you have, yeah. it is a chess match, not on facts, but on how you, on technicalities, you can keep things out where you have an entire wall of bricks, yeah. but the judiciary only lets you concentrate on that one brick. So you can't show truly what's happening because they've created a roadmap to get evil people out of trouble while yeah. ensnarling other people who may have inadvertently bro broken laws and throwing the book at them. That's when you know you're living in an in, in a evil society is yeah. because these people are not going to come forward on the vaccine stuff. Yeah. They have immunity. They're not going to come forward and say, I'm killing people. And if they pull back the reins now, the, the chances are that we'll be able to breach that or, or uh, the corporate veil. They go through the corporate veil yeah. and be able to hold these people accountable. So now they have to double down. And at $4,000 a shot, why wouldn't you double down? You're talking about tens of billions of dollars that they're making 
in profit off of a vaccine that's not a vaccine. And yet people in government that have gone through this process of removing the limitations of what a vaccine should be and do so quietly. Didn't come they, out literally, the they literally changed the definition. They literally changed the definition. But they changed the definition we now in the middle of the night. They changed it because <laughs> technically the way the, they defined vaccine, you could argue that it wasn't a vaccine. So what do they do? Just like what they did with, with a gain-of-function research. They changed the definition of gain-of-function research. They said, oh, well, we just caught them. They're doing gain-of-function research. So instead of stopping them from creating the superviruses, they changed the definition so that the mad science experiments don't technically qualify. They did the same thing with the vaccine. You're right, Joe. We're living in an evil society, and one of the ways that you fight back against an evil society is through peaceful resistance. And one of the best ways to do so is to check out this new T-shirt that we have at the Conservative Daily Store. Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Slavery. Collaboration between me and Joe it is a hammer and sickle, except instead of a hammer, there is a syringe, and underneath it says slavery in fine <laughs> Soviet font. Head over to the Conservative Daily Store, pick up your slavery t-shirt today, and wear it proudly. You're going to piss off a lot of liberals with this shirt. You're going to piss off a lot. But go ahead and head over to the Conservative Daily Store and pick up your slavery t-shirt today. We can take this down. So I don't want to play any more of the, of the Sesame Street stuff. But I do think, Joe, that in the future, I think we're going to see something like this. If we put up image eight, I think the Sesame Street, ultimately, we're going to see one of the days sponsored by the letter M. And M is going to stand for myocarditis. Obviously, it's a little tongue in cheek, but this is what Sesame Street is pushing. They're pushing something that we know will hurt more kids than it helps. Right. If you are if you are a child who if you have a child who maybe is like the bubble boy, people, younger people might not know the reference, but the bubble boy, you have no immune system, maybe in consultation with your doctor, it might be a good idea for them if they ever want to have a chance of going outside the bubble. But for the every other kid out there. And we can take this down off the screen for every other kid out there. We know for a fact. Their, their own studies prove it, that it will harm more children than it helps. For every one million doses, it will stop one or two people, one or two kids from going into the ICU, but it will give a dozen of them myocarditis. We know that. That's from the UK study. For, for every million doses, there's six some odd million kids in, uh, in the country, right? No, I think there's more than that. I think there's just six million in California with this, with this mandate. You're talking about sending stopping maybe a handful of kids from going into the ICU, but yeah. giving over 150 kids myocarditis. Like, yeah. like how, how does that work? How does that make any sense? But, I, but, I, but my issue is even bigger. It's, it's the other injuries you don't know about, right? Slowing down a brain function, uh, affecting their maturity cycle, maybe making them so they're impotent in the future. I mean, there, there are, I do, how do you trust pharmaceutical companies that share one thing in common. Do you know pharmaceutical companies, all top six pharmaceutical companies in this country and the top three that have generated the vaccines, you know what they share in common? Anybody want, care to tell me what they share in common? They're all felons. Yeah. They have all been found guilty and have to pay billions of dollars in fines for hiding information that killed Americans. Now, they're exempt in this case, but they have been found guilty, every single one of them. Look it up. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Every single one of those pharmaceutical, every one of those pharmaceutical companies 
has been convicted of a felony, everyone, and had to pay billions of dollars each because they killed innocent Americans and did not tell those Americans what the actual risks were for taking that medicine, right? Medicine. Think about it. Think yeah. about what's happening. And that is, that is the pharmaceutical <sighs> companies lying. Like when they, when they leave out deliberately um, side effects, right, or, or they mislead on what can happen, it's, it's the pharmaceutical company's fault because while people have voluntarily chosen to get those different pharmaceutical products, they were misled by the pharmaceutical company. Right. In this case, with the mandates, it's government forcing it. It's businesses forcing it. So, like, OSHA is requiring businesses to now mandate the vaccine by January 4th. And as we talked about on Friday on the show, inside of OSHA's announcement for their regu regulation that they released last week, inside of it, there's a confession, a admission, that during the public comment period, they may lower the threshold for how many businesses would fall under the mandate. So right now it's set at 100, but they are leaving the door open to lower it to 75, 50, 25, 10, whatever they want. They could go out, they're claiming the authority to force all employees nationwide to get the vaccine. In that case, the liability, yeah, obviously the pharmaceutical companies bear liability, but the difference between what you're talking about, Joe, is that here it's being mandated, it's being forced. It's not an example of people being misled. The government knows what's going on here. They know what, <laughs> that this is dangerous for some people and, and they're expendable. They see them as expendable. Yeah. Here's an example. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, here's an example. There was a study that was done last year looking at pregnant women who got the vaccine, the rate of miscarriage when they, when they got the different COVID-19 vaccines. And what they found was that, according to this study, that pregnant women per who got this vaccinated, yeah, pregnant women who got vaccinated did not have more miscarriages than the average pregnant woman did. That was what they found. That, that yes, there were miscarriages, but it didn't significantly rise above the, the average that you would see in a pregnancy. And yes, somewhere between one in three, one in four, one in five pregnancies do mi miscarry naturally. That happens. It happens very early on. So scientists have been going back and looking at it. We take it on my screen, Mr. Producer. Scientists have been going back and looking at this. And they've been going through the methodology. And they realized that the government who helped run this, this it, was, it was a CDC-sponsored study, that they cooked the numbers. Because technically, when you have a miscarriage in the third trimester, it isn't technically qualified as a miscarriage. It's listed as a stillbirth. Miscarriages typically happen in the first or second trimester. Right. So in that study, the vast majority of the people who, who were included, the women who were included, had gotten vaccinated in their third trimester. Right. So technically, adverse events wouldn't have been listed as miscarriages. They would have been listed as stillbirths. It, it ultimately, it doesn't, it, it's, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. But for the actual miscarriage statistic, what they found, and we can put up uh, image number 10. This is a new, a new um, an abstract from a new study reexamining the data. They found that it misreported, it underreported the risk of miscarriage by seven to eight times. That the real risk of miscarriage for pregnant women who get vaccinated in their first or second trimester was seven to eight times higher than what the CDC sponsored study actually said. It's because they cooked the books. 
So, so they how is this? So, and, and this leads me down the path of how we're in a place where there's no accountability. How is it they can lie and cook the books and that no one's held accountable? They're killing babies. They're actually killing babies. They're killing people and they're killing babies. If, if, by the way, the number of people that died from this non-vaccine vaccine died of any other drug in America, that company would be sued out of existence. It'd be sued out of existence. It, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be around. Johnson Johnson would would fail to exist. Moderna yeah. would fail to exist. They would fail to exist, and yet we've Glaxo would fail to exist. These companies would fail to exist if today in today in today's world, those they put out a drug, just a basic drug that maybe saved lives, but killed tens of thousands of people they would be sued out of existence. But right now they have qualified immunity and now they're trying to basically say at $4,000 a pop, let's just keep giving boosters. Let's do the same thing yeah. we do with the, with the, the, the uh, flu well, shot. That's not the individual injection. That's like the vial. Is that how much yeah. they charge per vial? Is that, I, I think that the per injection was a little bit lower than that. Um, but per vial, whatever, same difference. Yeah. Um, it, it's obviously profitable, otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. Um, well, I mean, look, they're, so, they're pumping their books. All you have to do is go look at the profitability statements for these vaccine companies over the last two quarters. It's pretty simple. I mean, we haven't even seen third quarter from Johnson & Johnson yeah. or Moderna. But if you look at the, at the records of, the, um, of their profits, their the record profits, and if you look at the profits for, you know, Kaiser and Health One and these other big companies, these health care or, or – sick care companies, let's call them what they are, sick care companies. But if you look, look at those, their profits are through the roof. They're through yeah. the roof. And they're making extra money from the government. And, and let me explain to you that we talk about deficits and things like that, but the government is freely giving out, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 for a hospital to say that that person that was in the hospital had COVID or died of COVID. They're giving extra yeah. money for that. And I think that the sickness behind that is that they're perpetuating a problem that doesn't exist. And now in Colorado, uh, Polis, this piece of trash governor, right, who, by the way, <laughs> the average household pays about 34% tax, pay ta pays tax on their, on their tax returns. I, I, I had to pay Colorado tax last year because my wife went on Colorado unemployment when she got laid off. So I'm, I'm still, <laughs> they still are reaching in to grab <laughs> some of our money. Even now. But go ahead, Joe. Talk about what the governor just did with the, the executive order. Um, he actually um, gave permission for hospitals to turn away unvaccinated people that came in that were sick. And to transfer them. Yeah. Th think about that. If you're, if you're unvaccinated, they now say that you deserve to die. That's what this piece of trash said. The, the governor of Colorado is a piece of trash. He is a scumbag who, by the way, paid an 8% tax. That's the highest tax he's paid, 8%. Make $12.5 million and only pay 8%. Now, you and I, we get to pay 40, 50%. The average person pays 52% tax. Hey, listen, I, I have a platform that I think politicians should run on. You ready? You ready, Max? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a platform they should run on. Go into your community, find out what your community needs, go back to the legislative legislature, if that's what you do, and vote for what the people need. When big pharma or uh, these lobbyists come to you and say, look, I, I represent the people, I don't represent lobbyist groups, right? Y you know that when lobbyists are actually being the mores of our society, that the people are getting screwed, that we're slaves. 
Yeah. Go to go to Congress and go to the state legislator and say, I'm going to reduce your taxes by 50, 60 percent. I want to reduce the size of government by 50 to 60 percent because it's overburdened for the American people. When 12 hours or six months out of the year you work for the government fully, yeah. you're a slave. So let's talk about what's really affecting the American people. Talk about the fact that you're going to strip bills and strip all of the things from that, that are in the legislative group from anything that goes to foreign interests before people in our own country are taken care of. I just saw something else in the Democrats' big spending bill that they're still trying to push through. They did the infrastructure bill, the infrastructure. I just found another provision I didn't see before. They want the government to pay for anyone's funeral who died of or with COVID. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge price tag. Yeah. That's a huge price tag. And, and I, I don't want to come across as, as not being sympathetic, but that's not a role of government to pay for people's funeral expenses. It's just not. And, but Look, once, you, once you create that program, it's next to impossible to get rid of it. Now, that might be an exception, but they still have Obama phones, Joe. They're still giving out Obama phones to this day. Because once you start giving people free cell phones, it's very hard to rip that program away, which is why when they're actually crunching the numbers for their spending package, one of the ways they got it down from $7 trillion down to like $1 to $2 trillion is not by cutting programs, but by cutting the length of the program. Because they realize that Okay, if, if it's going to cost too much to have the program go for 10 years, we'll just run it for one year. And we know that once we start paying for child care, once we start paying for this and that, people will not let their elected officials take that away. That's the hardest thing to do in this country is to get rid of a government program. It's next to impossible. But here's, here's the thing. But that's the game they play. It's not, th these, these government programs do not go towards the government programs. A small dollar amount does. The rest goes towards administration and giving it those gifts to uh, friends of the aristocratic yeah. elite. And so we're, we're dealing with a completely compromised society that we have today. We live in a slave culture. It doesn't matter what color you are. And I think one of the reasons why they've created this chaos, created the chaos at the border, created the chaos with the vaccine, is because they're stealing so much from us and handing it over to their little crony buddies. I think we have to realize that that the, the, the line in the sand for us is Americans over here and radical leftist communist terrorists over here. And that the line is not a gray area. There's no gray area. It's very, very thin. You're either on this side or this side. And if you're on this side, you're the enemy. And right now our government yeah. is the enemy because it's been infiltrated by these communists. And they are making us slaves. And if you like yeah. being a slave, then great. If you like paying 52%, if you like the government being able to pass out dollars to illegal immigrants while you can't feed your family, while you can't keep a job because you, they can't respect the fact that you don't want to put something in your body that it could poison and kill you as a breadwinner, which, by the way, if the vaccine kills you, do you have any idea, Max, what you get for that if it kills you, what the surviving spouse gets? Nothing. It's about $113,000. So $450,000 goes to these illegal pricks that come across the border that break our laws, and you die because you have to take a vaccine to support your family and you get $113,000. I want you to think about what's happening in our society and that you're a slave. And I don't care what color you are. You could be, you know, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Could care less. What I care about is that there's a disparity between right and wrong. And the line for right and wrong is very, very thin. And we need to take the leftist ideology out of our society completely. But all the stuff that they're doing right now, it, it's just chaos. 
so that they can usher in things and create sidewalks that weren't there before so they can take more from you. It's all about taking more from you. Drive on the roads. Yeah. Now they have tolls. Drive on the roads. And by the way, if you can afford to pay a toll and drive faster and get home faster, again, do, do you see what's happening here? Yeah. Yep. If, if you want to get it's home like, early. It's like E470. Like E470 in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get home earlier, pay us a tax and we'll get yeah. you home earlier. I mean, you already pay tax everywhere. Property, you, you don't own your house. You don't own your car. You say, I own my car. Okay, go drive your car without putting tags on it. Oh, that's right, you can't. So you rent your car from the government every year. They own it. They own your car. Oh, if you're a business owner, you have this thing called property tax, or excuse me, uh, uh, what's it called? Business tax that you have to pay on everything that you have, on property that you have within the business. So you go out and buy a computer, and then you have to report that computer to the government, and then the government charges you every year for using that equipment. Yeah. So you don't own that equipment either. You go rent it when you go buy it at Best Buy or these other places. Oh, wait, yeah. hold on, it gets better. Your house, you have property tax. If you don't pay the property tax, they sell the home right out from under you to pay the property tax. So you don't own your home either. You rent it. And when you die, they take 50% of everything that you own, and they're trying to move that to 60%. Yeah. And now they can't even respect your body. Now they're basically telling you, you don't own your body either. You don't own your kids. It's our job to raise your children. You just go out and have kids, and we'll tell you what we want them to be in the future. This is yeah. sick, people. It's sick. And if you're not in the gap, you should be. And if you're not standing on the side that says, look, I don't really care if you're a Democrat or Republican. If you're a radical leftist, you're, you're, you're a pedophile rapist and cause racist. All the evil belongs over here. I'm going to stand over here. It is the Americans versus the communists. That's what we're at. And they are exactly what they say they're fighting against. If you want to know what, what Antifa stands for, it stands for Nazis. It stands for communism. It stands for really, really bad, bad, bad people. They're trash. That's what they are. Yeah. So we talked, we're almost out of time. We talked about this on the show a yeah. week or so ago. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, this was a provision in the Democrats' spending bill that was going to set aside $2.5 billion, with a B, $2.5 billion to tree go equity. to urban and community forestry assistant programs to have, quote, tree equity. Tree equity, the idea that somehow when everyone was going around planting their trees, the, 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 the city planners only planted the trees in white neighborhoods and deliberately didn't plant trees in black neighborhoods. That's the claim. Tree equity. That somehow, depending on where you live, if you're in a minority area, they were deliberately not planting trees. If we, if we take this down, this is a, a crazy... I didn't believe this when I first saw it, but it is true. Kamala Harris was getting a briefing from NASA, and she interrupted the NASA briefing to ask, ask them if they could count the trees from space by race. That's what she asked them to do. Can you count the trees by race? Obviously, she meant, can you use satellites to determine whether there are more trees in minority areas or not? But it was such an off-the-wall question. I wanted to play it for you before we left. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut number zero. Climate adaptation strategies. Part yes. of that data that you're referring to, and it's in EJ's environmental justice, but you can also track by race their averages in terms of the number of trees in the neighborhood where people live. 
So you're going to track the number of trees by race. <laughs> That's what NASA, NASA's not going to go explore the stars. They're not going to colonize Mars or the moon. They're going to use satellites to make sure that we have tree equity, Joe. Tree equity. That's the most important thing. So I have something I want to talk about real quick because this is a, a lesson that came up. Um, so, Joe, I, I was this came up in the in the the uh, lesson at church at Godspeak California with Rob McCoy, which by the way, Rob McCoy never shut down his church in California, Max. Never. They did everything. They did everything to try to get him to shut down. He's like, I'm not shutting down. You do what you want. I'm going to stand up. People need to be able to come to church. It's a fundamental right in this country that they can have church. And it's like, oh, you're going to kill people. And he's like, nope, no, I'm not. And I'm going to stand up for the people so that they can come to church. So one of the lessons was in uh, w that he talked about was in Second uh, Kings uh, chapter 13. And I'm going to give everybody a little lesson here. So... Uh, it talks about Elisha and uh, becoming king and that Jehosh, uh, king of Israel, went down to see him. And uh, Elisha said, get a bow and some arrows. So basically tells um, Jehosh to get some, uh, some, some uh, bows and arrows. And he starts talking about how to defeat, um, de defeat the Syrians, right? And the lesson while he's on his deathbed basically said that me on my deathbed, I have more passion, I have more gumption, I have more, more just care over what is going to happen than you do in your youth. And I think it's just a testament to, um, to where Elisha tells him to strike the ground. He strikes it three times and he stops. He's like, this is stupid, right? And he says, no, you, you should strike the ground as many times as it takes to defeat and destroy the enemy. You, you should not stop. It shouldn't be, all right, I'm just going to tap and be done. And I, and I feel like in our society where we are right now, and sorry to go straight to the Bible, but the Bible is the history. It's, it's history. It's a history of what God's done in our community. It's a history about having faith and acting in that faith. But so often we lose sight of the discipline and stamina that is required in order for us to get to that final place, to get to the place where we can actually say, okay, I see something a year from now, I see something two years from now, I want to eradicate critical race theory. Well, we already know that they're going to move critical race theory and call it something else, like SEL, like selective yeah. equity, whatever you call it. So we already know they're going to do that, but we have to see in a year that this is how we're going to eradicate it. We're going to do things like replace the school board. We're going to run for office like the trucker in New Jersey. We're going, to, we're going to do things to basically say we've had enough. Fathers are going to stand up. They're going to go to the board meetings. They're going to run for office. They're going to go poor if they have to, under threat of being doxxed if they have to. They're going to step in the gap if they have to. They're going to do everything they can to protect their community. Yet we don't do that. We tap it three times. Oh, it didn't work. And we walk away. And then we get pissed off because we're like, nothing's happening fast enough. It's not happening fast enough yeah. for me. I want instant gratification. And instant gratification has never been something that our society has leaned towards. When you go to work, you're like, okay, I get, I get paid uh, to do the work. It's a transactional thing. But when you're saving your nation, it's not transactional. It's, it's sacrificial. It's standing in the gap, blood, sweat, tears. 
putting out the things that show that you have courage, show that you have commitment, show that we're important enough that we're worth it. And so you can go all the way back to this story in 2 Kings chapter 13, and uh, I think it's it's a fascinating story, but it talks about the fact that they lacked stamina, that he lacked the ability to see why it was so important to stand up, have stamina, have courage. And most of what we deal with today is a lack of stamina, lack of courage, lack of discipline, lack of focus. And so if we can, if we can focus on things and keep ourselves focused and stop doing this thing where, oh, maybe I'll work a little hard right now and I step back. Maybe I'll get in the gap for a minute and make it look like I'm busy and then, and then step back. You have to be willing to stay out there. You have to be willing to stay committed to, to, to where you want to see this country in a year, two years, five years, ten years. See, we have muscle memory, so we can take the 20 years, 30, 40 years of them destroying our nation. We can take it back very quickly. We just have to ideologically concentrate on the things that are most important to us in our society, which is life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. It's really easy. We don't have to complicate it. We hem up our borders. We throw out these healthcare companies. We get rid of the vaccine. Actually, keep the vaccine. And if you want to take it, great. And in 10 years, I'll see you in 10 years. Maybe I take it in 10 years. If it really doesn't have any effect and it's good stuff and it, and it, and it does something great because they have the time to develop something, maybe. I don't know. Time will tell. But we have to first restore, we have to rest- restore confidence in our society that these people aren't evil because right now they're evil. They're experimenting yeah. on dogs. They're doing bad things to our people. Kids. We're watching people die. Experimenting on kids. Yeah, and, it, and, and frankly, I don't know. That there was a study that was done on someone's site, a woman that uh, is an actress, and she's a far leftist. And she said, how many of you are going to get your 5 to 11-year-olds vaccinated? Milano, Milano or whatever, whatever her name is. Melina, Melino. I don't know. Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. And 91% said, hell no. <laughs> 91% on a radical leftist Twitter page said, yeah. hell no, I'm not going to get a vaccine for my child. Are you kidding me? So you're, you're going to start seeing that, that separation, Max, come of the mm-hmm. striking the stick, striking the bow on the ground and saying enough is enough as we defeat the enemy. And the, the enemy is becoming much more evident. It is evil. It is satanic. It is this sociopathic trash that we deal with in our society that has been given a voice through technology megaphones and through the mainstream media. They are the yeah. people that now are exposing this behind the, the, behind the curtain. The, you know, the wizard behind the curtain, the Wizard of Oz, that's a real thing. There's someone back there that are pulling strings on all of us, and this facade of having freedom, which is what we have, is starting to become much more clear. And the differentiator between the United States and many other countries around the globe is that we still have our weapons. We still have our guns. Now, I mean, they're, they're going after ammo, and they're trying to shorten that up and make it harder to, to get a hold of, and they're telling you you need an F-16 and nuclear weapons, which the fact that your government is talking about the fact that they would use a nuclear weapon against you or an F-16 against yeah. you when yeah. it's of the people, for the people, by the people, and they're calling you the bad guy because you want to stand up for American values while they take your money, give it to others, yeah. and treat you like a piece of trash, that should tell while, you while everything they simultaneously. you need to know. While they simultaneously complain that it's inhumane to drop the mother of all bombs on the Taliban. They talk about nuking Americans, but using a non-nuclear weapon in a war war zone, off limits. Off limits. Well, we are out of time. We are out of time, but this isn't going away. So we're going to keep talking about these issues because, unfortunately, this evil is here to stay, and it's going to be here to stay until we force them out. 
until we force them out of these positions of power and take the country back. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, check out all the audio links. Make sure you subscribe to the audio version, especially on Apple Podcasts if you can. Help us climb up in those rankings. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. We also have Uncle Tom Talks. Now more places are starting to host that, the second podcast in the Conservative Daily Network. So make sure you search for that. That's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn. A couple of the other ones are are taking a long time. But that's going to be everywhere too. So make sure you check that out. They have four episodes up now. So if you haven't already subscribed to that, please do so as well. We, we go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in for that. And if you need a little help, if you need a little pick-me-up, a reminder, text the word FREEDOM, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system. And you won't have to worry about Facebook giving you a notification or Google giving you a notification. We'll text you right before the show starts telling you what we're talking about and how, when, and, and you can watch the show. So do that. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.